Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Uh, hello and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. One day I want this soon to be more than an hour. Oh, at least two. No, all night three. long. All night long. Like six to six. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, just do the graveyard shift. Well, then, then you'll be have like a 24-hour radio program. Yeah, man. That would be mm. awesome. Mm. I don't know if I could do that. 24 hours straight. Oh, you could do Straight it. talking. I would start saying things that I don't think anybody wants to hear. Oh, like you don't now? <laughs> well, some people, yeah, very true. Very well said. And that is the voice, of course, of 84. You're here all the time. Why the hell did I invite you? I have no idea. Well, you don't have to invite me. I just show up. Yeah, that's true. But I did shoot you a text. and was like, come on by. Because I saw you this morning. You were on News and Views. I'm like, come on by. Because I'm... I'm stressed out, man. Well, see, I'm kind of like athlete's foot. You can kind of almost get rid of me every once in a while, but I keep coming back. <laughs> no, you're like an anxiety relief. I'm irritating, but it feels so good when you scratch me. No, I mean, it it, really my does. anxiety goes out the window when I hang out with you. I just, I'm like, ah, oh, I can let my hair down. I can relax here. I don't, I don't feel any judgment or anything. Yeah, like you got that. your hair up though. Well, that's the, that's just yeah, the way yeah. I look at life, though, Joey. Is I don't I don't judge people. I I have an opinion, and I'm I'm I feel like my opinion's right on everything. Yeah, and I hope that everybody think that their opinion is right. I hope you don't hold an opinion. That you don't think that this, this the argument that kills me is like, well, you just think you're right about everything. Well, yes, I do, because that's what I believe in. It reminds me of uh, Christopher Hitchens when he's still alive and kicking. He was on MSNBC, and it was one of the women, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, she writes for, I think, Salon. I don't know. She's like a common pundit on the left wing and kind of the mainstream left wing. And she was stumping for Hillary being Secretary of State. It's right after Obama won and uh -huh. before he's inaugurated. Who's he going to pick? And th Hillary's name was floated out there. And Christopher Hitchens had a history of hating the Clintons, including Hillary. And so he wrote up. This book, I think, no one left the lie to, the story of Bill and the Clintons. And so when Hillary comes up to be Secretary of State, Hitchens is pouncing, just bringing up all sorts of crap that we all know about with the Clintons and that a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters know about with the Clintons and, of course, the right knows about. So this woman looks at Hitchens and goes, well, that's just your opinion. And Hitchens looks at her and goes, yes, of course it's my opinion. What a stupid, vapid statement to make. Exactly. It's like, who's else, who, uh, whose opinion would you put in my mouth? Like, oh my goodness. Though, 
Do you think there are a lot of people that do that, though? They don't form their own opinion. They just hear somebody else's and go, I like that. I do. I, I, and I think that is I think that is one huge problem in politics. Mm. And that's on both sides. Oh, yeah. I don't care if you're a lefty or a righty. Oh, it's a problem with libertarians. Is you, hear, you hear someone say something and you say, yeah, that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Follow the leader. It always goes down to... And this is the question, and you can do this with religion or politics or any of the seer subjects that say, I know what you believe. The question is, why do you believe that? And when you get to the bottom of that question, mm. why do you believe it? If somebody's honest, they do just like you just did. The eyebrows go up, and if they're completely honest with you, usually the answer will be, because uh, that's what I was taught. That's right. what I was told. Right. Okay. Well, but why do you believe? And if you can get somebody past that point. To give you the people's eyeball. Why yeah. do you believe in it? And get to, do you really believe? Right. And then they have to examine the facts and, and what's before them and come up with, you know what? I, actually, I don't believe that. Because they, I, there was a time in my life when I was that way. Right. No. Well, ma- marijuana is one of the greatest examples. Oh, sure. Smoking dope is wrong because my mama told me that's why. And so did Nancy Reagan. That's right. Don't say no to drugs. Yep. It was on every single freaking no, when I was styrofoam plate. When I was at St. Bede, yeah, at St. Bede, the styrofoam plates they give us for lunch for Corn Dog Day. Corn Dog Day was always double lunch. Punch my ticket twice. I want to corn dog. No, no, rectangle pizza was double lunch. Oh, beef nuggets. Actually, no. No, actually, I didn't like beef nuggets. Beef nuggets were weird. Pretty nasty. But yeah, on those styrofoam plates on the edge, it was just just say no. And it did not work. And that and see and that's more that's more brainwashing than education is what mm. that is. And it's just no. You can't you, you oh. can't do that. You can't do that at all. Because it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because I've been told it's wrong. Mm. Okay. You know. At one point in our nation's history, back in the the twenties. Yeah. Alcohol was just like marijuana. Oh, it was against the law. It was brilliant. illegal. And that worked so well. Oh, it did. Yeah, uh, prohibition was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody loved prohibition. Everybody was drunk. Well, hell, it, it born the NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't even have a sport if it were not for that. Oh, unintentional uh, unintentional when consequences. You, when you get to that point where you can examine yourself, and, and I can't remember who said this, but question and question the very existence of God, that's when, when you can honestly question the very existence of God and come up with an answer for that, then you're getting to the root and you're willing to have an open mind about things. I believe that's Jefferson. I think think you're right. And, And that's, you know, with the, like marijuana, at one time in my life, it was just, just hell no. no. Yeah, never. Ever. Why? And my answer would be, because it's wrong. Because Mama said it was wrong. And you get to think about it, it's like, well. Well, and also, it leads to absurdities. Like, it's scheduled the same as meth. Like, and you are asking the head of the DEA, a few congressmen did this. Are you seriously saying marijuana is just as dangerous as methamphetamine? And, and uh, these folks wouldn't say it because it's it's the rule. 
They have their own opinions. They're not idiots. They know it's not as bad, but because it's the line and the what the law says, they can't change. And and this may be a little bit absurd of sure. an example, but that's like putting energy drinks that are full of caffeine on the same level as alcohol oh, because they alter your state. Both of them alter your state. Well, some remember what was the energy drink that they combined alcohol and a lot of caffeine that was killing people? The Four Loco, oh, what, yeah, yeah. the old school Four Loco. Yeah, it was. I didn't know that. It was, and that's I talk about some terrible nights. Red Bull and vodka. Oh, terrible nights. Now I've heard of those. You tell was like Red Bull and Jagermeister, Jagerbombs. Oh. Isn't that what a Jagerbomb is? <laughs> yeah. I've never had one. But mm. Yeah, Jaeger always ends badly for me. Always. That's why I got out of the Rich Thomas party early last night. <laughs> I had two beers and I left. I was uh not looking to revisit some of my mistakes in the past. Jaeger's good for the flu. For the flu? Yeah. <laughs> Have you actually done this? Yeah, if you drank enough of it, you'll just Do sleep you it off. <laughs> <laughs> and we already have a phone call. Well, let's see who it is well, there, Joey. It is. Uh, new stock here on there. Who's this? Hi, Joey. This is Myrna. Hello, hey, Myrna. I'm enjoying your conversation. And um, I, I, at first, when 84 was talking, you know, he's, he kind of uh, got different after a minute. I mean, he said how... You know his opinion is always right, and then he went into more of a much much more open minded. No, hold on, hold on, just a second, Myrna. Let me let me clarify. If I said that, I didn't mean to say that. I know, no. What, so that's what, how I took it. Yeah. No. What I, what I meant to say is, I believe that my opinion is right. That's not to mean that I can't be proven wrong or you can't change my mind right. about something. But what I believe in. I believe in is where I was going with that. Yeah. And you should never believe in something just because someone tells you right. That, right. that that's the way you're supposed to believe. Well, and the argument from authority is a logical fallacy. Actually, folks, go take a list of logical fallacies, and there you have a tool book for how to succeed in politics. Yeah, that's so true. So yeah. I, I did not mean to come off that way. No, no, because my response was going to be, well, can't some people sometimes say I could be wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, when I was going to, that was my response to you saying that your opinion's always right to you. So I was going to say, well, can't you be wrong? <laughs> yeah. And, and then generally I'm wronger more than I'm right. <laughs> but you don't want to go the if opposite. Wronger is, see, I'm right there. You don't wronger's go, not even a word. You don't want to go the opposite direction where I'm always wrong. I've right. always oh, been wrong. No, no, that's no. That's a dark place. No, no. A no. terrible place. No, I know. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed what you you've been discussing. Well, thank you, Myrna. Thank you, okay. Myrna. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. See, you stirring up callers. This is why I bring you on. I have all this anxiety, and you come in, and I just don't literally, but I let my hair down. I get scolded. No, it's not down. It's up tonight. It's up tonight. <laughs> and on speaking of anxiety, I came across this article that what sixty. Uh, 60- 5% of North Americans taking prescription medications daily, and 43% of North Americans are taking mood-altering prescriptions regularly because people are so anxious these days. And some people say, oh, we have too many choices in the world. Well, uh, this Mind Lab well, International that's, that's came what up, Bernie said. They came up with a song that they're claiming reduced anxiety and stress by 65%. 
Let's even listen to the song, why don't we? What is it? How do you pronounce this, 84? Macaroni Union? <laughs> Dude. Not macaroni. Macaroni? Yeah. Or ma- Mar- Marconi. 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 Mm-hmm. I was just... I'm, I'm hungry. You're, I'm probably going to get some mac and cheese. You're in bad shape when you need me to pronounce something <laughs> for you. <laughs> Let's give a listen see if this is actually you know, soothing and eases our anxiety. Okay, there's a little build there. That's great. soothing I guess we have to give it a chance though the video is there's like drones with lights on them flying over a small yeah like this is like dope smoking music yeah <laughs> no, really this would make if and I've never smoked dope in my life really but yeah, you've honestly. never. So you took the hard just say no. You never smoked marijuana. Not one time. No uh, ecstasy was real popular in speed. Uh, oh really? Yeah, back in the early nineties, that's what the like oh, the, the ball players would they would do speed right before the ball game. Oh really? <laughs> Makes me think. Who's the dude who pitched like a, and who's the guy who picked a pitched a perfect game or a no hitter on LSD? That's an incredible story. I always forget I don't his know, name. We have to ask Greg about. I that think one. some pitcher in the seventies did that. But um, he. I just. I just never. I, I never needed it. I, I'm just this freaking wacky all the time i i, I really am i'm just really? crazy <laughs> believe it or not. oh wow look at what's going on in this video man now that i mean that's cool the video the video is really cool i know the radio audience loves this right now that is great radio all these visuals yeah we'll just have to describe it to people it's yeah, like i mean it's like a snake moving lit and up drones moving gathering. and coordinating with one another almost like a helix going up in the air and then spinning back down. I can see how this would reduce anxiety. But I'm not going to listen to that every morning. It also seemed a bit... Uh, it was creating tension at the same time. That's weird. Everything's double-sided. Yeah, now it looks like two snakes are fixing a fight. Well, that's freaking Now it's two blobs. Mm. Uh, oh, I can't believe you've never smoked pot. No, I had That's remarkable. I know what it smells like. I mean, I smelt it, but... It smells like springtime. <laughs> it smells like weed. That's what it yeah, smells like. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I remember the first time, I, and and you really, I mean, you're going to think I'm lying. I was in my 30s the first time I ever smelt it. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, we just, I didn't hang around people that did dope. And, and I mean, there were some. And it sounds like heads. you're a teetotaler. I've met you. Yeah, no, and I'm not. <laughs> no, hell no. By no means am I a teetotaler. I just never hung around. And that was one thing. Mama was real big mm. on that, was no matter what you ever do. And she didn't put it like Nancy Reagan, just say, no, don't do drugs. Mama, I don't, it was something the way that she communicated it to me. And she said, son, oh, 
I'm sorry. She she said, talking with your hands. Man. Yeah, Don't hit the exactly. microphone. She said she said, son, let me tell you about your family and how your granddaddy was and your uncle yeah. and you know there's there's you've got an addictive personality. Please. And this this is all she ever said. She right. never told me not to do drugs. She says, "Please promise me one thing: don't ever do any drugs." And I said, "Okay." Wow. And so I just and 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 I never had the desire to. Like I said, I am a fun loving guy. I mean, I can have a good time regardless. Well, so it is. It's about that promise because I was about to ask you if it was legal. Would you try it? I, I still wouldn't. Okay, because it's a even promise if it to her. it was legal, because Mama just she just she just asked me not to. Right, and she was very wise because I know my personality. I am that person that would smoke a joint and then smoke two or three or four joints a day, and then I'd eventually all my teeth would be gone from doing math all day long, you know. And snorting because thousand dollars gateway of effect today. or something. That's my personality. I believe. Yeah. I at least believe I, I at least could fall into that. Now whether it would happen or not, I don't know. Yeah, you know, and it's different for different people. We had a guy call up the other day. He said I was hooked on pot for thirty five years. I'm like, what do you mean hooked? It was a psychological addiction. He claimed it was physical. I don't want to deny him, but I mean there are withdrawal symptoms if you smoke too much pot. You're, mm-hmm. you're not that hungry, can't sleep well, you're probably going to be a bit irritable, but it goes away in about a week. Yeah. It, unlike you know, alcohol, you could die if you're a heavy drinker. Right. When you stop, mm-hmm. cold turkey, not to mention all the other drugs out there are pretty bad. Caffeine, you get the headaches. You're, it's terrible. I'm hooked on I'm a, I'm a caffeine fiend. Yeah. I'm a caffeine fiend. But, you know, this that was disappointing. That song didn't really reduce my anxiety. There is one song that... No, you still look pretty anxious. Oh, I know, hello, I know, Jay. It's Jay. Whoa! Hey. You guys are talking about that. Uh, there was in one of my... I didn't use it as a random fact, Yeah, but it was in there. Um, that... I don't know if it's a nutritionist or if it's actual legit scientist or somebody who's trying to urge the FDA, the FDA to classify um, sugar. Not as an illegal substance, but to note that it has... Like a controlled substance? Like addictive properties yeah. to it. Just like, hey, let's get some standards to stop putting so much sugar in these things. Because um, it's got it's got some kind of... I wonder if I can find that real I quick. I would agree with that, though, because I've been trying to retrain how I eat. Uh, and especially finding stress relief, anxiety relief by doing things like yoga, eating healthier... Um, and I'd fall off the wagon the other day. I went and got a box of donuts, and I picked <laughs> out, and I felt terrible for the rest of the day. Were they Krispy Kremes? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I felt terrible for the rest of the day. I like took a big nap, and when I woke up, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so refreshed. It's like, oh, I feel awful. How, how many did you eat? I think like six or seven. And these weren't like glazed donuts. These are like their different types of cream filled and Halloween and cake donuts and it was a it was an embarrassing moment. I looked like a junkie eating donuts. Yeah, the picture that they used for that article was a picture of a donut. I, I did that one morning. I went by McIntyre Elementary and there were some some kids out there selling donuts. You know, one of those fundraiser things like they do and. I got. I said, okay. I said, I'll get a dozen. And, but they were stacked. They weren't in the flat box. They were in the stacked up box. Oh yeah. yeah. But they were still warm. Mm-hmm. They weren't weren't hot. But they were still warm. Mm-hmm. 
I ate like three of them, and I was like, I need some milk. And I went and bought a quart of milk. You had a quart of Did you drink the whole quart? I drank an entire quart of milk and ate an entire dozen donuts. So Jay has some actual facts here. I mean, it's not really. It was... um Oh, this comes from AL.com, actually. Donut fact. Yay. Uh, There are medical (laughs) professionals pushing to make sugar a controlled substance. Among other things, they would like to see the FDA remove the generally regarded as safe classification Hmm. uh, of sugar. See, I don't... The dietary and nutrition standards keep changing. Like, all these new diets that are coming out. And I think where I'm at is that different people with different bodies and different lifestyles probably need different diets. It's not one size fits all. And I would say, though, that that makes sense to me, that certain types of sugar in particular can be incredibly addictive. You get used to eating that stuff. How fructose corn syrup is, Uh, I mean, that's... Just crack for children. Well, and I used to be that way. I always drink soda. I always wanted sweets, and I got off that kick to where I'm now like a protein and fat fiend. And that's along that's, with my caffeine. That's the one thing that that we try our best to cut out. I mean, we're not teetotalers. We don't look at every single package, but there are ketchup is one of the biggest ones. Ketchup. Yeah, Hunts makes a ketchup that has no. No high sugar. fructose in it. Oh, it's got sugar in it, but oh, it doesn't okay. have high fructose. And and so, and we eat sugar. We don't eat margarine. We eat butter. Oh, I mean, you eat you eat the raw, regular stuff, but you eat it, and you know, in a. Do you make your own butter? You turn your own butter? No, heck no. We don't do that anymore. Uh, this, uh, you know, this is how too easy to buy at Costco, man. This is how bad the research is that I do on this. Is that <laughs> this is from an article? It's on the front page of the uh, where I get my my random facts from on Reddit. Yeah. But well, it was on the front page. It's moved down since then. This was posted February second of twenty twelve. <laughs> not the not the not where it, where I pull it from, but right. the, where it links to the original. Is, yeah, is from uh, February second of two thousand twelve. So whatever we saw how that worked. Well, it's not called new random facts. It's just called random facts. Yeah, it's just a random fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the album of the day, folks, is uh, Led Zeppelin Three, and this song actually does reduce my anxiety. Hey, uh, uh, Jay, hold on. Jay had a. What are random, you doing? No, listen. You said Led Zeppelin, and it reminded me of a, yeah. a random fact that Jay had about how I think he, I think you did it. How they got their name? How they got their name? Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. Um, was it George Harrison or what? I think it was. Pete Townsend. Was it Pete Townsend? I think of the who. Or Roger? Or, yeah. Anyway, he told them, he's like, because uh, they wanted to be called something else, or he said something, he said, that that name will go over like a lead balloon. Yeah. And then they, that's they where came they, up with lead. That's Zeppelin. where they came up with the name. Yeah. And I thought is... that was just the neatest thing I'd ever heard. Oh, I, I didn't know Zeppelin. that's how they we'll got We'll have to name. do a whole show on Zeppelin. I they're, love Zeppelin. They're pretty good. But this song reduces my anxiety, and I also thought of it because you're talking about your mama. It's just... Fantastic song. That's the way. We'll be right back. Coming up, we're going to a little preview. Talk about spoiler-free Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to see it Sunday, but Jay has already seen it. Looking forward to this discussion. I'm pumped for this movie. No spoilers now, Jay. None, ever. Joey Clark. Clark. Well, welcome back to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. In the studio is 84 and Jay Scott. And Jay, you went and saw the new Thor. Now, Thor, the first one, 
It's really tough once he started. It's really hard to do. And I know that when I come on the air on Monday with Greg, it's going to be the third This Thor. is exactly what it's going to be like. You saw Thor? How was it? That's how he'll talk. Because that's just the way it works. So the first one was, I thought, a pretty good Marvel movie. It's not like in my top three, but I enjoyed the first one. The first one was nice for the introduction and for the tie-in that they were going for. And if you count his individual, if you count the individual movies that he's been in, uh, or if you count the group movies that he's been in, put it that way, Avengers and whatever else he showed up in, yeah, uh, those were fine, whatever, ensemble, that's great. If you count his little solo projects, Thor 1 was all right. Thor 2 was a piece of crap. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> Like, what is the ether? What in the world is that? Thor 2 and Iron Man 3 are the uh, the two Marvel movies where they're just kind of like, okay, that's your bar. Get above that at least. <laughs> well, and it was like the they're least... really bad. There was like no clear bad guy. Like, all, is it Malachi or what was I it? I don't remember. I saw it once. Yeah. <laughs> so with, that was... no, with no intention of ever seeing it again. So <laughs> that says a lot Were you about... excited going into this one? Well, I was. You know, the trailer said, uh, giving it more of a lighthearted feel, a very Guardians of the Galaxy sort of, this is going to be humorous and, and, and fun. Uh, and... Uh, and they kind of ensembled it up a little bit, throwing in Hulk and stuff, because that's in the trailers. Right. So he didn't have to work by himself again. Um, I honestly think Thor, and it's so hard to say that, uh, <laughs> it, cool boy. Thucks? Thucks. <laughs> no. I think, I think Thor as a character by himself, if you put him in uh, Earth settings, which is what they did in the... Uh, which is what they did in the second one and what they halfway did in the first one. Right. He's a bore. Yeah. The first one was a fish out of water type thing where he's like, oh, yes, you have uh, whatever. Incredible coffee. Yeah. Oh, and he's like, yeah. threw the coffee and it's like, okay, we're doing a fish out of water thing. That's fine. But the parts where he was in Asgard, where he was, you know, uh, up there, that was that was great because that was you were seeing new stuff and you were learning more about uh, the different people that he interacts with and everything else. It was in his natural environment, so it felt natural. Whereas you put him in the unnatural environment, or not the unnatural, but you put him in a different environment and he's not himself. It feels hokey and whatever, yeah. which isn't so. This so they did most of that in two, which we were like, it was bad, and terrible. So in the th- in three, they visit Earth for all of, I don't know. 10 minutes in the movie, that's okay. it. And I won't really tell you any about that because I don't want to spoil anything for sure. you. But the visitor for all of 10 minutes, and the rest of the time, they put him on another planet called, they call it Sakaar. Uh, I've, always, I've always called it Scar um, from when I was reading the comics. Okay. But they called it Sakaar. <laughs> Sakaar. Uh, so anyway, they put him there. It's, it's not Earth, but that's where they spend the majority of the film. And... That's fine because it's not. He's not a. He is kind of a fish out of water, but we don't know the. We don't know the norms of this place. We don't know how he's not fitting in. Right. That sort of thing. So it, it still. It still worked. It's kind of an unknown world along with him. All right. We don't know anything about yeah. it either. So we're kind of along with him on that ride. Okay. Uh, whereas when he's when he's on Earth and making whatever stupid jokes, and you're like, oh, uh, we know he doesn't. Yeah. Eh, we're in on it. But on this one. You're, you're, you're right there with him because you don't know what's going on either. You don't know how this world works. You don't know what's happening. You really don't know who's good, who's bad, what's going on. It just it just hasn't been revealed. And while there is a bad person in this one, and she's been shown off. Yes. It's Hera. Yes. It's Kate uh, Blanchett, yeah. uh, her character. Um, 
You never quite know about Goldblum's character. Ooh. And he's part of one of the reasons why I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, I like Goldblum. I like Goldblum, but he's Goldblum in every... <laughs> yeah. He's not yeah. He's not whatever character he's playing. He's just Jeff Goldblum. Right. With like Sean Connery. With he's always on. Sean Connery. Honestly, it's a little bit like that because he still... He keeps those mannerisms, man. He's basically... Um, what's his name? Malcolm. He's basically Ian Malcolm in everything he ever plays. <laughs> yeah. From Jurassic Park, if anybody's curious. So, yeah. So, uh, but he was good in that. There are some cameos in there. There's Life some really find a way. There's some really great cameos right at the beginning. Okay. Um, and, and at first I didn't know, I didn't know who one of them was. And then when I looked through the credits, and it, it turns out it's Chris Hemsworth's, one of the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's Luke Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh, who's playing a part, and I thought, oh, that's a nice little nod. So, <clears throat> uh, I saw the movie, and it is about, it's two hours and ten minutes, and if, as you know with any Marvel movie, you actually sit through the full entire two hours and ten minutes. Uh, some of them you can write off with credits that come at the end, but with this one, you know, it's Marvel. You have to sit through everything, because there's a stinger mid-credits, and then yeah. there's a stinger at the full end of the credits. And you would definitely say stay. On the last, on the, on the for the for the stinger at the very end, yeah. no, okay. you don't have to. You can if you want to be a completionist, and that's fine. But you don't have to. The mid stinger, yes, oh, they yeah. will always do that. I think. I think now they do mid stingers stay because they know more people are in the audience. Final stingers, just like here's a little nod to the audience, so just like they did with uh, Spider Man. Did you stay for the full end credits? I did. Is where he does the the. Wait, no, that was in Civil War. No, no, no. I'm talking about Spider Man Homecoming. The T the 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 T's the T's mid credits and I can't remember what it was. Was it Falcon? I think he yeah, met Falcon. Maybe. maybe. I'm and then the very it. end of the credits was Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like the motivational video yeah. you would see in some crappy high school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, where it had no relation to the story, and this feels like the same thing. There's no relation to the story at the very end of the credits, but the mid credits stick around for that. Yes. So this does it, does it pull off being more lighthearted, more colorful? It, it almost seems like you said the previews give it a sense of it's more Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're trying to make it seems to me a bridge to the Infinity Wars in um, next year. Too. If they are if they are making a bridge, it must come in that mid stinger sequence that I'm talking to you about. Okay. And I can't even tell you what that was at the mid stinger yeah, thing, I and I don't mean that in spoiler sense i just can't tell you what that was they showed me i'm like hmm. i don't know what this is cool. it's, well, it's something cool. but i don't know what this is but the movie uh does not hint towards anything that may be leading up to infinity war unless i see something in infinity war that calls back to this otherwise okay. i have no idea there's nothing in there that gives you that nod of eh, i gotta look for that later no nothing like that so i have no idea what will tie into this? And are we mostly getting Hulk in Hulk form, or are we getting Bruce Banner? Mm, I'd say it's about split okay. for his for his screen time. You you get, and I don't know, but if his if his screen time is forty five minutes, you're getting you know you're getting half that of Hulk and half that of Bruce. Okay. Um, I don't. Know, I'm just. I I almost. I'm thinking of the previews here and like Kate Blanchett is. What's the goddess? Uh, She's they, Hera. Which is technically, in the comics, it's the underworld leader yeah. for the Asgardians. She's, she's just death. Just death. Yeah. She's, she just brings about death and destruction. And so you see in the preview, she destroys Mjolnir. Yes. That's, that is only on screen for her. That, that's only on screen for a little while. Uh, 
through the first uh, maybe thirty minutes of the movie, and then that's it. I, I was about to say, does sometimes these pl- movies give away too much in the damn previews? I don't think these did. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think these did. I don't think I don't think they gave away too much. I think they laid it all out. Right. In other words, like here's the thing, here's, and here's how it's going to happen. Hulk and Thor together, and like so. How would you? You would say definitely go see this movie if you're a fan of the Marvel. Well, movies. you know, I always write my things, and there's going to be yeah. another long wall sure. of text on my Facebook page about this thing. And but I always start out, and I almost did this in the post when I was posting about going to see it. Was that first off, it's a Marvel movie. Secondly, it is like a sequel to a sequel to, you know, it's a, it's a third film in a series. So usually what I tell anybody with this is, if you haven't seen any previous Marvel films, then don't go see this. Because right. you're not going to enjoy this <laughs> right. without any kind of, you, don't, you won't know anything. Part of the, and, and same way for the other part. If you haven't seen the first two Thors, I would say you're okay Maybe see one, and you can skip two. Yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but there, there also needs to be, because oddly enough, in, in Avengers and in the uh, Avengers sequel, and wherever else he's shown up, and I can't remember who else, there is character development of Thor and Loki, uh, okay. who is in this. So it's very helpful uh, as a viewer to know their relationship. If you don't know their relationship, some of the dialogue, some of the scenes, some of the reasons of, as to their motivation, uh, why Thor is, is so, you know, just the way that yeah. they are with each other, you're not going to understand it unless you have seen them in the previous films. doesn't require too much to, to, to research. I would say watch the first one and then maybe watch the first Avengers, and I think you're probably okay. Um, he showed back up in something else, though, I thought. Doctor Strange? No, no, no. Loki. I was talking about Loki. Loki. Yeah, I can't remember where he showed up at, though. I remember because he was in prison. And I can't remember what movie that was. Was that the second Avengers? It might have been. I thought he was in prison in the second Thor. Maybe. I can't. Again, that that second Thor, man, is... What's funny about these movies is I think there's a... General consensus that movie's terrible. Yeah, my brother loves that movie. That's a horrible movie. Your <laughs> brother sucks. <laughs> uh, film wise, no. I really think about. I'm it gonna have today. to bring y'all both on and bear. Actually, that. no. You know what? People who like, I'm, I'm, I'm never critical of people who enjoy whatever they must. You know, yeah. if they like a movie and you find a reason that you like that, go right ahead and enjoy it and watch it and that sort of thing. I may never see it from your point of view. But that shouldn't discredit your enjoyment of what it is. Right. So go ahead and enjoy it. Um, so that was just total joking. It's your brother. Uh, but that's my whole thing. If you haven't seen those and you don't get those relationships, then you're really not going to understand some of the things here. You can enjoy some action, especially if you like seeing Hulk bust things up. If you like seeing Thor bust things up. If you like seeing smashing and fighting and stuff like that, then sure, you're going to enjoy those parts. But some of the subtleties of, of the story itself and, and them getting along with each other or not getting along with each other uh, is going to be lost yeah. on you. Well, and I want to shift gears here a little bit um, because you're such a avid movie fan. Yeah, and then you're going to hate this. I don't like their inclusion of the music. Oh, I love, really? I love the film score. Yeah. It's very... <sighs> Daft Punky, Tronny, hmm. but uh, more more upbeat on that. But uh, I don't like their inclusion. They they use they use immigrants. They use that twice in the film. Uh, I don't like the inclusion of that because 
if it's on Earth, maybe. It was never used on Earth. It was used in these other realms and things like that. And I'm like, why does it just... This, it just I know comes out of nowhere. I know you're framing the action and you're supposed to be... And you're just doing this. Yeah. But the context doesn't fit. It was the same thing with uh, Suicide Squad. Whereas with Guardians, it's a crucial element of the storytelling. Right. Guardians got a... He's got a tape and he does Perfect. that. Baby Driver. He's got a tape. He does that. Yeah. It's fine. Music works. But in this, when you start throwing in Led Zeppelin while they're fighting in Valhalla... Yeah. That's then again, Led Zeppelin's probably in Viking heaven uh, <laughs> with what they do. But um, uh, but no, it's it just it. I don't like that. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Well, then you just mentioned uh, where I was going because I was wanting you to talk about. We're already in November of 2017. Yeah. So best movie of the years talk is probably going on, and for me, just personally, my personal taste, I don't know how it would stack up with others. It's Baby Driver. Baby I Driver would be in there. Um, I hate to say it, uh, and it, this is going to happen, um, and, and I am oh, all, yeah. all for everything that is going on. I want that curtain pulled back. I want these people exposed Me and too. out of here, but yeah. Kevin Spacey kind of ruins that movie. He didn't uh, when I watched it. Right. Now, knowing what the kind of person he is, and it's, the- it's it kind of so I haven't seen it again since then. And I'm really scared about watching it again because I don't want it to. Because uh, I'm thinking back, and his character in that movie, also his character in House of Cards, that he's very much kind of living out on screen. What he's his character doing in, in that movie is is sort of parenting, uh, parenting the the mm. main character of that, who is a young boy, and he's an older man. And then there's that scene where he has the young kid he walks into the bank with, and it's yeah. where did the young kid? Come? I don't, it doesn't. I, that doesn't mean anything to me, but it's just seeing him on there, knowing what happened, and it's like, okay, that might taint me a little bit. What? So, so let me remove that. Let me say yeah. that without the Kevin Spacey thing, top winner, it's up there, it's great. Um, but to remove that, my two up there are Wonder Woman and Dunkirk. Okay. I um, thought Wonder Woman was a wonderful. Movie. Wonder Woman is fantastic and it's wonderful, and Dunkirk is just so. Well I, I thought that I thought Wonder Woman did a great job of not being over politically correct. Oh sure. And but it 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 showed like the empowerment of a woman and coming up and, oh, and doing okay. something. I mean, I, I loved it. I was dying to take my girls to go see it. Well, and if it doesn't warm your heart to see like all the little girls going to that theater like dressed up as Wonder Woman, that's awesome. But it, it, did, has, um, it, it wasn't overt. It wasn't like, oh, you've got to have oh, a no. woman to come save no, you. You know, it was just, with the I'm story the person. I'm just the person that's going to save you, and I happen to be a female. Yeah, so, I think I think in, red, I loved in, in hindsight, I think maybe it was a little too long. Well, um, it was where Wonder Woman long. lost me was the final boss fight. I thought it was too like I liked the realism of the movie being said in World War One, and then all of a sudden it's like this CGI crazy boss, which I know people expect. That's why I didn't like it. And they had like, to show off her power. Something they had to show off yeah. like this 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 woman's powerful, and we haven't we haven't really yeah. shown that yet because all she's ever fought are mortals. True. These just these 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 twigs that she can snap, and she she's pretty much invulnerable but uh and so they had to somehow place that in there and and they did that with that fight and i think that fight might have gone on a little bit too long that still enjoyed that fight not too bad but um uh i would say also this thor movie a little too long there's two hours like i said it was two hours and ten minutes they could have shaved that off uh justice league which comes out in two weeks Ooh. that's a, is, is that the new batman well it's the it's and- batman flash wonder woman superman uh aquaman 
and uh, it's Cyborg, and it's the it's Justice League. It's a massive thing that has never yeah, been they, done for DC before. They set that up in the what was the last one? Oh, uh, they set it up in. <clears throat> excuse me. They did um, they Man s- of Steel. Then they did Batman versus Superman, uh, which was another setup for that. Then they did Suicide Squad. Then they did Wonder Woman. And now they're going into now they're going into Justice League. They well, mainly it, set it, that up in Batman, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman yes. is where they brought in that's where they Aquaman really, yeah. and they kept throwing these characters in because to me that movie that is what disjointed that movie a lot because <coughs> they kept throwing these characters in for like <coughs> you know two minutes and you were like. Well, what are they doing? They if doing not here, just yeah. introducing them for the next movie, exactly. and then the next one come out, and you, and, and, and you know you don't see them. So it's been a long setup for well, it, which I enjoyed. Really Batman. Well, and I wanted to give my bearings with you, Jay, in the sense that you you're big into the comics. You read the comics. And all yeah. Are you more a DC guy, a Marvel guy? Do you like both? Or uh, there there are some people who pick sides on that. Um, if you were to walk into my house, you'd probably peg me for a DC guy. Okay. Um, I got more Batman and Superman stuff than I would have anything else so this sitting around the house. Has the movie universe been a little painful, or have you liked most of the movie? Uh, I've liked some of the portrayals of the movies. I've not necessarily, in hindsight, looking back, and especially after being delivered with what Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman delivered yeah. to us, and it's like, great. oh, you can do this this way if you want to. Um, I think uh, I think they missed a beat with Batman Superman. I think they missed a great opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking they're going to turn. It's very this whole. And I'm sure we'll get into this, but the whole Justice League thing is whole. This, it was directed by well, it was directed by Zack Snyder. Then he pulled out of finishing the film for a horrible family tragedy um, that he had, and he couldn't do it. So they brought in Joss Whedon okay. to finish it, and. Then they took out the composer who had done a whole lot of work and brought in Danny Elfman to finish it. And now he's completely replaced the entire soundtrack of the film. This feels like a movie that they have gone back and reshoots and re-edits and everything else and said, we're going to unzack this thing and joss it up. And that's what I think they're doing. I'm not necessarily opposed to that because Zach has given us two films already. Right, and then a completely different director gave us Wonder Woman, which, which was that's the best has done fantastic. Which I think earlier today or earlier this week that film surpassed um, every other comic book origin movie. Wow! To be really? the most even su- Iron Man to be the most successful origin movie wow. of a superhero. Yeah, that's oh, impressive. even Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, so it beat out Spider Man, X Men, all the or- all the first movies of everybody that they've done uh, who had an origin in it. Uh, that is that is now at the top of the list as far as as far as goes. I'm, I I am looking forward to that. Which should tell that movie though. Yeah, which should tell I, the I really people am. at DC and and Warner Brothers. They better get it right. Mm. Yeah, follow that. Make a formula. Go for it. Do when that. did Zack Snyder get this level to him? Where he like I didn't think what I liked Watchmen. Watchmen. He knocked it out. Of the- I love. I liked. Watchmen. Okay, so where you coming from with that? Where you read the graphic? Oh, I read the graphic novel. Okay. There was no way they could do the ending of that graphic novel any okay. justice. Okay. There's no way they could have done that and kept the audience with them. So Watchmen, and he also did what? He I'm did three hundred. Okay. Which is another Frank I Miller love, adaptation. And like that was a fan. He's done 300 awesome. Watchmen. Yeah. He nailed those I things, like man. He did them really, really well. And Watchmen's something you really, that's amazing that Why he pulled that off. So many people crap on Watchmen. 
I didn't know there was a lot of people who crapped on Watchmen. I've just heard it. <laughs> I've heard that it's too long or it's too dark or it's like, maybe it's a, a looking back and people are tired of Zack Snyder thing. That might be it. I mean, if you want a superhero movie that doesn't have superheroes in it, uh, <laughs> watch watch the Watchmen, or at least deals with that aspect. I like Watchmen because um, it's fantastic. What the the it's fantastic the things that they deal with in that film, not in the film, but they did for a comic book at the time, which was in the mid to late eighties. I think is when that was published. Okay, when the superhero genre was 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 still big, and he's like, now we're going to make these people real. And he made those people, he made, you know, he mixed the real with the supernatural, like Dr. Manhattan and everybody else. But he also made somebody like the comedian, who is oh. just this this war vet yeah. uh, who goes out and serves his own kind of justice. Or uh, Rorschach, who is just insane, yeah. um, but still goes out and serves his own kind of justice as to what he thinks is wrong and right and everything else. Yeah. You know, he's the guy who would bust jaywalkers. You jaywalked, he'd come out and break your leg because you broke the law. He was very, like, by-the-book type of person. justice, yeah. Yeah, he was a very by-the-book type of person. Um, but then you've got, you know, like, the comedian's got flaws. He was supposed to be a hero, but then he did a really bad thing to one of the other superheroes. And, uh, yeah, there was, there was, there were just, they were they were human, and it was, it was, I, first thing I always start with whenever I watch, read, enjoy anything is the storytelling. Well, and I do, and, and it might, some people might say, oh, you see this coming, but I love the fact of what brings Dr. Manhattan down to earth, literally, where he is so in his own head, so, like, aloof from everything going on. That all, I mean, it takes, I love the simple message, all it takes is love. Yeah, well, he's, everybody represents something. Rorschach represents Batman, because that's what Batman does, takes his own kind of type of justice and, and whatever mm. deals that out. Dr. Manhattan was the Superman. This is a guy who could just crush you in an instant. Right. Has has no should have no fear of whatsoever is is just is like a god and so why would he have any motivation right that's an interesting angle to take on that and well I've eaten up so much time I had no idea well, no and actually <laughs> it's, I'm, been, I'm, it's been fascinating but I mean to touch on something that you just said I asked Coleman one day I said Coleman who's your favorite superhero and he said Batman mm -hmm. and I said okay I said well why 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 do you why? I have a theory about that, but go and, ahead. And Coleman, this is exactly what the, the boy told me. He said, because he's just a plain person. Mm. And mm -hmm. he does all of his stuff. He's got tools and techniques and devices. He doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. Batman doesn't fly. He doesn't do any of that. Nope. He's, you know, and and I said, really? And I got to think about it. I said, well, you know, you're a pretty smart kid. He said, because I could be Batman. I can't be Superman. Yeah. I'll never be able to fly. I, you know, I can't be Thor. I'll never be able to, you know, bust rocks or be the Hulk. You know, you, you can't do all that kind of stuff. But he said, but, you know, Batman, I could be Batman if I just had enough tools. Yeah, Superman. And then he says, "Daddy, let's go make a batarang. Let's go make tools. <laughs> go make batarangs." Um, if you if if anybody's looked at the comics, and most people know this, <coughs> Superman Jesus. Oh yeah. Situation. Yeah. The whole parents are dead. He was sent off to save the world. Coming to Earth. There yeah. we go. He was raised. And this is interesting. In the comic books, he was raised until he was about 30 to 33. <laughs> then he left. Oh, really? I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, about around the age 33 is when he's going to the uh, Fortress of Solitude and then discovers who he is. Right. And then comes back right. as the savior of the planet. So, <laughs> that yeah. There's that a theme, lot of that. Jay, that theme runs through lots of movies, though. There's always there a is. salvation principle oh, yeah. 
in not always, but many movies have that salvation principle. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Well, we were talking know. about it the last mm-hmm. last Friday. Uh, it, well, when we're really we're out of time. I'm sorry. And no, and I don't want you to apologize because I would love to do this again. You need and two do hours, this more Joey. <laughs> because I'm, I'm loving this and uh, to take a break from. Uh, to put it kindly, some of the other stuff, like the politics that we talk about on these airways. You're looking for the word crap. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like taking a break and just talking about movies, talking about art. And well, thanks for giving me your, uh, your time on your show. To no, and I'd love to have you back, Jay. I really would. This is a lot of fun, and I'm We'll do it in about two weeks, Justice League. Gets, yeah, let's do you know? it. Yeah. Okay.